The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everybody, welcome to Web Coffee here on Webmaster Radio. FM. It is Tuesday, July the 9th, two thousand and nine. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It is a gorgeous, hot, sunny day here in like Toronto, Ontario. How you doing today, Dave? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, here at uh, well, next week I'll be uh, somewhere else, so I'll be uh, coming in uh, for my vacation. I leave tomorrow off to Whistler again, so uh, I'm I'm having a great day. <laughs> Do you got like some deal with a with a client or a former client in Whistler that gives you like a chalet? Like, wh- wh- why are you guys always going to Whistler? Uh well, you you exactly hit the nail on the head. <laughs> See, the reason I mentioned uh, it, though, we we do a, a little uh, a, a little deal with a uh, with a property manager up there, and uh, yeah, we we get uh, we get to stay. It's one of my favorite places, and uh, anybody who will be attending the Olympics uh, in 2010 uh, is is in for a great time because it's going to be uh, just a fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic place for anybody who hasn't been there. Oh, a little pricey, for you. Uh, but fortunately, when you you know are exchanging things, that doesn't really come into play. Well, the reason I mention it, Dave, and I, normally I don't like talk. You know, I wouldn't want to talk about how you your business or business relation with clients or anything. But it's just a uh, an SEO tip for people who are out there in the industry and stuff, especially in in you know difficult economic times like we face today. Sometimes clients can't pay their bills or. You know, a contra deal, some sort of like a uh, uh, barter deal works really well to get the client and get the service and, you know, save yourself some money, which is kind of like making money. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I wanted to mention that sometimes client can't pay their bills. There's always something to get out of them, right? Indeed, indeed. And, I mean, we've been going, well, how many, I don't know, probably three or four shows I've done from there. We've been uh, working with this uh, with this client for good four or five years now, and, Kids and I just love it. So, gotta love mountain biking, gotta love skiing. So, no matter what you're doing, <laughs> you're in for a good time. I, re- I remember a, a similar a similar deal that we had at a uh, at the, that company that you and I used to both work for. And I'm not going to say the company; I might have had a client, but we even went as far as like outlining the kind of booth that it had to be at the chalet waiting for us when we got there. <laughs> it was like all part of the contract. One of the best deals we ever did. <laughs> um, Indeed, I, I know what you're talking about. But their, yeah. their stuff at Whistler. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and pretty close. One on one, just earlier, just uh, just about an hour ago. John Haircut and uh, Ross Dunn gave out some brilliant analysis advice on subdomains versus subfolders. Um, pretty sure that the WebmasterRadio.fm site is resolving by now. I, this morning we had a uh, WordPress issue. Uh, cash, super cash problem, but I think it's been fixed, and if anyone who's listening after Webcology's done, go check out, uh, actually I shouldn't say that because affiliate marketing insider comes up right after, but sometime today, go check out the SEO 101 file. There's some really, really smart advice on subdomains versus subfolders that I heard on the on the show earlier. Um, it's a big day today, eh? 
we got a, we got a good show today. We're going to be talking a lot about Google Chrome and uh, you know Google's uh, get a, another attempt at world domination. It's kind of like watching Pinky in the Brain. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you're going to call Pinky and who you're going to call the Brain there, but um, I want to, I, I, I'm guessing Steve Bobber is Pinky, but that's just because of it. But it, you know, it could be any one of the succession of Yahoo CEOs too. I don't know. Um, but speaking of Bomber, his uh, his new toy, Bing Search Engine, 13th most visited website in the month of June. I, you know, I, I I'm, I'm so tired of being happy <laughs> with with Bing. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you've been in in SEO long. Do you remember the days where you know there were multiple engines, and then it all just shrunk down to, yeah, theoretically there's multiple engines, but Really, I don't get a lot of calls for clients talking about, you know, we want to rank on a bunch of engines kind of thing, right? Like, there's a lot of focus here. Um, and to see a good, as far as I'm concerned, legitimate contender with a, a totally different take on, on search, I think calling themselves, as we, as we chatted about with some of the fine folks there um, last week, but calling themselves a decision engine, and it really appears that they're still early in the game, um, but I, it totally makes sense that that they are picking up some market share because I think for your for your layman, for you know, I'm sure you you search, I search a lot. A lot of our search strings, I'm sure you're the same, are eight words long. And you know, we've been searching for years, and we've been searching on Google, so we know how to search on Google. But if you're my dad and you're just you're sitting in you know with Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, trying to figure out how to get somewhere warm, and you just want to enter in Mexico <laughs> or Hawaii or something like that. I think Bing offers a lot of really good opportunities for people like that to, to to get a good feel for what the variety of things they should be looking for are that they might not have thought to search ahead of time. So they, it, it's well deserved on their part this increase in, in share that they're that they're realizing right now. I think they've done a great job, and and I'm betting that we'll see some more successes from them down the road. Well, yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about Microsoft and challenges that I think you know, Microsoft's going to be facing um, later on in the show. Um, before we go forward, uh, I read this really funny story today. I, I thought it was great. You know, you know the tradition in, uh, in SEO where, where you, uh, you know, we, we help each other out. That's what the SEO forums are for you. You have a question, you put it in the SEO forums, and you know, get a bunch of answers from different from different practitioners, and that either verifies your line of thinking or gives you new ideas on what to do on client sites. And this is, I mean, this is what we do in the SEO business, right? Yeah. Well, apparently, a uh, Rusty Brick um, over at Search Engine Roundtable today reports on an SEO company caught by a client using Google support forums. So what happened is the. Uh, the, 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 oh, this is all in the UK. A guy named Gary puts up a question in the Google Webmaster Help Forum. Well, that's, you know, nothing, uh, nothing abnormal about that. What is abnormal, though, is Mike, Webmaster from the company that Gary is, had sent in a, uh, uh, 2,500 to 5,000 pound proposal to. Uh, this is, you know, in the range of 5,000 to 10,000 US. Well, their webmaster, that, that company's webmaster, goes and reads Google Webmaster Help and posts his own question, which was remarkably similar to the one that Gary posted. So similar, in fact, that another person, another person, posted a uh, a warning saying, "Don't put up dupl duplicate questions." 
Well, Mike saw that. He's the webmaster for the company that Gary, the SEO, had this big proposal to, and he kind of freaked out, thinking, what kind of SEO is Gary? Especially after Gary had written in the forums that he didn't think his advice was going to help this company in the first place. Warning, we gave you one SEO pro tip at the beginning of the show. Here's the second SEO pro tip. There's no privacy in forums. Like, be really careful what you write there. Um, as Gary as Gary wrote, I'm sorry, as Mike, as Mike added at the end of a post, I look forward to talking to Gary tomorrow. I mean, really, be really careful, folks. Like, people read the stuff you write. Wow. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, I'm sure you remember, I think it was about a month ago, and I can't remember the person's name, but the Twitterer who lost their job uh, because of the tweets they were doing about how they didn't really like their new job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, people are assuming this anonymity or, or, or security that exists on the web, and it, it just it just isn't isn't there. I mean, and nor is it implied. It's on the web. <laughs> like, we all search the web. We know everything's available there. Um, why you would somehow be able to think that you can you can post questions up and it's going to exist in a in a vacuum? I'm I'm not sure. But anyways, good good, good sage advice there, Mr. Hedger. In a cold, harsh way, though, Dave, this might actually these episodes might actually be good for all of us. You know, I'm a I'm, I'm a strong believer in the in the uh, well the beyond theory of evolution, the kind of proven fact of evolution. And one of the one of the tenets that, that Darwin proposed was. Um, well, it's just natural selection. And in this case, the intellectually stupid will out themselves and in turn be outed from the industry. And he was oh, long run, maybe it's not. Although we all have those skeleton posts in our closet. Um, I'm sure I've got a, a bunch of posts, uh, skeleton posts in my closet. You know what else I got that's really, really, really bugging me? What's that? I got, cat, I got catritis. Like, you know that, like, I got arthritis, sort of, from typing so much, right? Yeah. Well, I just moved into this new apartment in downtown Toronto, and I have this fire escape that runs out the back of my window and, uh, or the back of the apartment right beside the, the office I've made. And my cat, you, you've met Hypertext the cat, right? I sure have, yeah. And she's a total sweetie, total, total sweetie. Like, you know, this little cute, beautiful ball of fur and purrs and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's this other cat who seems to climb the fire escape and, like, get in hypertext space at night. And I close the windows and stuff so she doesn't, like, go through the screen. I, but every morning, at, like, 2 in the morning, I'm, I'm awoken by what sounds like, caterwauling, like, true caterwauling. Yeah, that's it. And so this morning, I, I, I got up and, uh, like, bolted out of bed and ran into the office. And there's hypertext, like, trying to climb the glass. And, the, and so I, 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 I tried to pull her away from the window, and she scratched me, got me right across to the knuckles. And I think she might have bit me, too. And you know how, like, cat bites are just a little bit toxic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got it in my knuckle now, and the damn thing is just freaking out. It, it, it hurts. It's been hurting to type all day. Yeesh. So, well, what, what I think you um, need to do is just put, a, put a, a bucket of water on the outside of that window, and when that cat <laughs> comes by again, eh, just a couple times of that, and it won't bother bothering your cat anymore. Damn, that's a good idea. Yeah, I was going to try cayenne pepper, and uh, but that's a better idea. I understand if you put <laughs> a little industrial pepper, pepper spray, I'll uh, do it too. Uh, no, okay, now you have the dude, no, 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 that's not what I meant. No, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. But no, I wasn't going to do that. No, if you put cayenne pepper down, like on the on the floor or something, apparently a cat won't walk across it. 
Ah, well, there you go. So I was, I was going to try that on the fire escape. But then what would happen if there was a fire and the cat couldn't get out? Like, I'd feel horrible. Anyway, on that neurotic thought, um, I think we've got to take a break. We've got we to gotta go to break. Before we do, because um, I'm going to forget to coming back, so I want to do it now. We've got a, a, a whole whack load of birthdays to get in today. It is Marissa Turner's birthday. It is Michelle McDermott's birthday. Michelle does logistics for the uh, Searches and Strategies conferences. It is David Shankbone's birthday, um, editor at Wikipedia. Uh, SEO Julie Joyce's birthday. And a very special birthday here at Webmaster Radio. It is SE Guru, a.k.a. Darren Paul Babin's birthday. So, uh, hey, Dave, you know the Canadian tradition, the birthday bumps, right? You sure do. Yeah, they don't do this in America, mostly because it's a much more litigious society. Um, <laughs> they have that kind of homoerotic paddywhack thing. Um, <laughs> what we have up here is a little bit more, more, more macho and manly. What you do is you grab somebody by the like, shoulders, and you pick them up and plug them on the ground once every time. Well, you hit their ass on the ground once every time. Uh, for their birthday, like every, every, every year that they've been alive. And um, I challenge, I defy, I dare anybody to go try to do this to FC Guru. <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's about it. I'm not, I'm not saying any more. Uh, you know, it'd be horrible to see, like, you know, one host to another host on the same network for, like, you know, professional damages or something. Um, but if that happens and we can get a recording of it for next week's show, that would be that would be great. If, if it happened. I'm oh, sure oh that nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, and also for all you SEO mods fans, tomorrow it's uh, Rand Fishkin's birthday, and uh, somebody I know who has a whole bunch of fans of her own. It's Shannon Poole's birthday tomorrow. Okay, that's it. Don't go assault SE Guru. I was joking. Nobody commit assault against Darren. Not a good idea. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from SEO, from Beanstalk SEO, <laughs> this is Jim Etcher from Webmaster Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes here on Webcology. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. XYC takes affiliate marketing. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a blast. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get you can come to the state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7. 
Jason Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out for the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. PRSA, Diversity Today, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the PRSA channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. That's not fair, Dave. Nope, that's not fair at all. Um, <laughs> one of these days, George is going to play a nasty joke on me and turn my mic on during the XY7 commercial. And you'll guys hear me <laughs> rapping along with it. <laughs> um, okay, moving right along. Something kind of seismic and interesting happened on Monday. At least I think it was kind of seismic and interesting. I know that, that Daryl... Daryl Quinnett, uh, your uh, your guy there uh, over at Beanstalk doesn't agree with me, but Google announced, finally, put to bed the rumors that have been going around for years that it was going to, well, make an operating system and, and seriously take a run for Microsoft. Um, the announcement came out in the uh, official Google blog, and it's uh, they're going to be using their browser, Chrome, as the basis for an operating system. What do you think about them, Apple, so to speak? I am mixed. I will, and, and, and respectfully, I mean, you know, I know you've chatted with Daryl about it, and him and I have our, our disagreements on this, and yeah, heck, we have a lot of disagreements, and that's why he's a good employee, but um, I, 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 here's a point where I do disagree. I think this is huge, um, and even if it does not grab market share to a degree that would make it competitive with, say, Microsoft's Windows operating system. Um, I, I certainly think that it shows a direction and some initiatives. Um, personally, I think it is going to do quite well. I mean, Google, if nothing else, I mean, they do things well, but if nothing else, um, they create partnerships and alliances brilliantly, uh, and they make purchases and acquisitions brilliantly. Um, so I would assume that we're going to see this operating system come just as a default in, and I mean, it, it's been announced that it will be included in, say, laptops, I'm sure, atom processors and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure they're going to grab some market share just by default there. Um, it, it's going to be fantastic for lower processor machines, e-machines, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how many users are there? I know tons of them. I call them my family um, that basically use their, their, their computers as an internet access point, uh, and and sometimes to write a Word document. <laughs> That's, I mean, and they don't need all this functionality that say Word. I mean, I know you use Word, and I, I read your blog post um, on on uh, on uh, the Webmaster Radio blog. Highly recommended reading for our listeners. Um, on and, and and you basically touched on yes, Microsoft's done a fantastic job. Word is. No, I, I, I like Open Office. Don't get me wrong; I use it daily. But Word has certain advantages. Excel is fantastic. I mean, they they really dominate that. But for most people, you just 
they just don't need that power. Basically, I want to be able to, you know, or, or like my sister writing something for, you know, a, a law review or, or something like that, because she's a lawyer, um, would basically need to be able to type something up, choose a font, and bold some stuff, right? So, I mean, I, I think Google, if they can just get that initial, which they will, in, people are going to quickly realize that a lot of this functionality that they're paying huge bucks for that they can now get free uh, is, is, is it's going to be very attractive for a lot of people. Uh, it's going to bring down the, the entry point of PCs because these PC manufacturers can more cheaply offer their machines because they're not going to have to buy this licensing. Google's happy to give it to you. Um, so you've got that. We'll have some increased interoperability between um, Android running phones, your desktop, your, you know, your entire search experience. It's all going to be beautifully blended. Now, on the other side of this, we're watching Microsoft head in, and, and to me, this is the really exciting part, is we're watching Microsoft try and head you know, brutally into the search marketplace. So I think watching these two entities, one go from the desktop and, and very aggressively proceed into search, uh, where you've got now what was a search giant, now proceeding very aggressively onto the desktop, I think watching this duality is going to be absolutely brilliant and enormously entertaining for those of us in the, in the search marketing or, 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 you know, sort of webmaster realm. Um, I, I think it's just going to be a fantastic thing to watch, so I'm going to be very entertained. I'm not going to be giving up my, my, uh, my Windows, if for no other reason than I'm very comfortable with it, and there's tons of widgets that I need that run very, very nicely and, you know, better the double you know kind of thing. Um, but I, I think for, for most users, it, it's going to be a very, very appealing uh, thing, and I think Microsoft has to look out for it. They're probably going to have to drop their price point um, on, on Windows just to stay competitive. Um, but we'll, we'll see where it lends to. I mean, maybe they'll do, uh, you know, kind of take a lead from Google, um, start integrating their own free offerings, you know, uh, advertising search functionality, <laughs> stuff, blend it more into the I'm operating laughing, system. I'm laughing because that got in trouble last time. <laughs> it sure did. I, I knew exactly why you were chuckling about that one. But, um, you know, if all of a sudden they did sort of pull to Google, and because they've got a real competitor in that space now, because they could now this time go, yeah, but, you know, Google's now offering an operating system, and you know, I mean, they would have a, a very legitimate argument now, which didn't exist before. But now they'd be able to go, yeah, but you know, these guys are doing it, um, and, and so any challenges calling it a monopoly would all be the kids are doing it, mom. I wanna, I wanna go and like jump off the bridge too. All the kids are doing it, mom. <laughs> well, I mean, and then you get into a very Michael oh Gray kind of argument. Yeah, but my competitors are buying links, right? Like you, you do get into that that sort of duality of, of arguments. What is right is right, and, and what is wrong. I think the big challenges before though were the monopolistic aspects of it that has evaporated now. Like that won't exist in the current environment. So their their arguments would be very legitimate in in going that route at this stage. One thing that they're going to have a huge disadvantage of um, is that Google is brilliant uh, and, and has worked for years in, in tracking and, and pers uh, personalizing results. So what Google will be able to do with this amalgamation of your desktop, your browser, and your search functionality, um, what they're going to be able to do to provide individual users with a unique experience, I'm sure is going to far surpass out of the gate what Microsoft is able to do just because Google, again, if nothing else, I'll say that a million times about Google, if nothing else, they are brilliant at, 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 at sort of personalizing results for people and, and, and providing them with unique experiences, and, and they're only getting better by the day. So once they have all three of these main areas plus your phone to, to, to access to pull this personalization data, uh, I think that could be their big, big competitive advantage in this area. 
Well, I think I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned at the end about the telephone, about the, the telephone, sorry, the cell phone. Um, I'm so old, it's still a telephone to me. <laughs> okay. Rotary dialing, making sparks in a box. Um, yeah. Is that how that happened? <laughs> really? Okay, cool. Um, I remember September 2008 when, uh, when um, Google uh, first announced, it first introduced Chrome. I remember looking at it and going, you know what, this has nothing to do with desktops. This is all for mobile phones. This is for the mobile search market. This is Google's, like, Google knowing that it's going there in, like, 2009, 2010, 2012. Um, shake the magic eight ball and ask Cindy Crumb uh, whenever the, the year of mobile is going to be. Actually, don't ask Cindy because the question is just pissing her off now. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Like Google knew, Google knows that the, that 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 computing devices are going to get much smaller. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows computing devices are just going to get much smaller. It really it comes down to the the data plans that our North American providers offer us, and developers in earnest making applications for 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 mobile computing. Those two things happen. You know, if it's affordable and actually really fun to use and useful, then you're going to see everybody only doing mobile computing if possible. Because somebody will make an application to uh, allow you to use your uh, your 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 iPhone or your uh, Dream Phone or whatever whatever the heck you use your BlackBerry as a full scale computer uh, with mm-hmm. all the software and the uh, files being stored up there in the clouds. And this is what Google's looking at. I remember when Chrome came out. I, I remember writing blog posts in the Webmaster Radio uh, blog, and I can't go back and find it because I'm too busy thinking of what I'm going to say next. But um, I'm I'm, uh, 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 you know, very much remember going, this is all about mobile. Well, I also remember writing that the real operating system in the mobile and cloud computing era is is the Internet itself. Chrome is like a portal. Chrome is like, I don't want to use the word portal as in like like Yahoo or anything, but Chrome is an entranceway, an interface with the cloud. And this thing, I mean, I think it's small, it's sleek, it's a reasonably good browser, um, and of course it's brand new, so it's only going to get better. Um, it was made for cell phones. Add to this Google Docs, and add to that what we're pretty sure is going to be a collaborative uh, productivity suite, Google Wave, you know, sort of combining Twitter and Facebook and the uh, Google Docs productivity suite, and you've assaulted the operating system market, Windows, and the productivity suite market, Office. These are the two pillars that Microsoft fortunes rest on. Mm-hmm. And I think Google is introducing this now, not because they think they're going to make a hell of a lot of money when it actually gets onto Netflix, you know, smaller computers like netbooks in uh, June 2010, but because they're looking ahead to January 2015. They're looking ahead to, uh, you know, way down the future when, I mean, I, to be really honest, Ed, I have no idea what my next computing device is going to look like. I, it might look like an iPhone. It might be smaller than an iPhone. I don't know. Um, I just know that change is happening really rapidly, and I think that Chrome is pre-adaptation. Yes. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree. I know, I remember, in fact, it was, it was on this very show, 
um, when Chrome was first launching, we had this discussion that, that you're referring to, referring to, you know, talking about it's, it's you know, as a, as a mobile device. Um, obviously, we're seeing it jump a little, a little further than, than I would have predicted at the time. I did think of it as more a test for mobile. Um, and any of our listeners who can go back through the podcast, you know, can listen to me say it, but no point, I just did again. Um, but I think one, uh, one thing that we're, um, gonna be, gonna be seeing, like, in, in this, in this significant jump, and this is just sort of going back to, to Google's ability to, to sort of personalizing, and you touched on it, is they're mobile. Now, one of the limitations that we're gonna see, you were right, computing devices are getting smaller and smaller. I've got an iPhone, I love it, so, you know, Google won't be overly happy because I, it doesn't have Android, they will be happy because I've installed Google's application into it, um, <laughs> to search more easily from there, so yes, here's yet another way that they can um, they can they can track me as a user. Um, one of the limitations, of course, being to these things, you may not know what your next device is going to look like, but it's probably going to look pretty similar to the one that you have, if for no other reason than I have two huge monitors, and if anything, I want more. <laughs> now, I, I mean, I know I'm not your standard user, but I, I like to look at a you know a big screen in front of me, and they're getting bigger and bigger, and that is one thing that you know iPhones are great, and these these small portable devices are great. I'm certainly using it a lot more than I did, you know, a year ago when I didn't even have a mobile phone. Um, but I mean, that will be one limitation, which is why I think it's it's great past Android that they're launching into this this market. Now, one thing that I think a lot of people are going to be, I don't know, it surprises me what surprises people. One thing I think people are going to really, really love is if Google pulls this off, and I, I have no doubt that at least to some degree they're going to, is if my computer completely died on me, hard drive failure, total system crash, I've got to now get a new machine, I think they're going to have it really properly done. Where I mean, this is all cloud computing, right? So I'll just buy a new machine, log in, and bam, my desktop's the same. Here's my files. You know, off we go. Yeah. What a great function. Um, on the downside of that, I actually don't own my data anymore. <laughs> right? And I think that's yeah. something that's going to catch people off guard very much, like the fact that you can post questions into Google, and lo and behold, your clients are going to find them. Um, <laughs> is, is people, I think, will be caught off guard by the fact, and, and I'm sure there will be some privacy people watching it and, and this and that, of the fact that, yeah, there's certain conveniences to it, but how much of your personal information are you really willing to give up? Are you willing to give up all those documents that exist? And are you willing to let Google look at them all, scan them all, so that they can provide you more personalized results and, and provide you these services for free? But are you willing to give up all of that? Uh, well, you know, that's, I, that's I, kind I, of where the know, catch 22 comes. You, you said straight out, and you're absolutely right. There is going to be a uh, lot of questions about privacy and. Um, I have a hard time seeing Google looking at your office docs. Uh, I shouldn't say, I'm sorry, I, I did not say your office docs um, in relation to Google. I have a hard time seeing Google looking at the doc, like actually scanning the documents people are working on in a business sense as they scan your personal email to serve up ads against it. As a matter of fact, um, one of our listeners, Kelly Labatt, questioned whether, um, you know, Google is going to be serving up ads against uh, uh, documents in Wave or documents that you see in, uh, in uh, 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 Google Docs, because currently they don't. They may in the future, they may not. They certainly reserve the right to, I'm sure. Um, but they're currently not doing it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Google is still making money hand over fist off of AdWords in the, in the organic search, and it's all about brand loyalty, right? So right. Give, give them a whole set of products, give them like, you know, 
Gmail, uh, Google Talk, uh, Wave, which is, it, I can't wait to actually start working with it and start, you know, organizing shows, organizing articles, organizing uh, SEO campaigns, and organizing affiliate convention using Wave. It's going to be a, a great deal of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, make, make, make life easier. But I don't think that they're going to be serving ads against, against those documents just yet. And I don't think the public's ready to accept that. Um, before we go further, Dave, we're at uh, 25 to the hour. 20, we have about 20 minutes left in the show before we have to get to the news break. So now is a good time to take another commercial, I think. Um, so on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio. Listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is July the 9th, and we'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-Shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, WebmasterRadio.fm. A service of new-gen broadcasting. We're everywhere. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Come on, come on. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. That was good to hear. Funny. Um, for people who weren't aware of what that last thing was, that was the vocal stylings of Mr. Christopher Jones leading off the uh, his keynote speech at an affiliate convention in Denver. It was amazing. Dave, you had to, you had to see this scene. It was a packed room, the, the largest room we had for at affiliate convention. Um, I think it was uh, seated for 500 people, and it was standing room only. And so Chris gets up on stage. He's introduced by uh, Jeremy Shoemaker, or Shoe Money. And uh, Chris gets up on stage, and he leads the entire room. 
in one of those Tony Robbins moments, those uh, uh, partic- those group participatory things that make us Canadians so uncomfortable. Um, and uh, everyone got into it, but everybody stood up and raised their arms and gave this big Tony Robbins clap as Chris went, whoa, and everybody sat down smiling. That's just the kind of thing you don't see happen up here because everyone is just you know too cool to do that sort of stuff. It's like a nation full of wallflowers or something. Um, okay, I'm done pitching about Canada. Um, some people out there in the internet land disagree with the stuff that you and I have been saying, Dave. Do you believe it? <laughs> How dare this? Is all I have to say. <laughs> I know. And, I, and, 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 and from a source no less than the fake Steve Jobs, put up this blog post today that um, is, 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 is just rocking hilarious. Um, uh, uh, Bozer and, and uh, Oilman were, were tweeting about it earlier. Um, Todd Friesen, a.k.a. Oilman, uh, wrote, if you don't know why yelling Chrome is funny, read this. And he uh, put a... a, a Link to fake Steve or fake Steve dot dot com. Go there and find. Let's all take a deep breath and get some perspective. And in it, he uh, the, the the character of fake Steve Jobs, writing in character as Steve Jobs, writes his opinion on Chrome. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it to you because it's pretty damn funny. You might not have noticed, but nobody uses Chrome. I mean, think about it. Do you know anyone who uses Chrome? Really? You know why no one uses Chrome? Because Chrome is shit. I mean, other shit. Just, they've got all these big brains at Google, and you'd think they'd know how to make a decent fucking browser. Jesus, the free cards that Mozilla can do it, but not at Google. Nope. They gave it the best effort, and what they come up with? Thinking of a Chrome. It's a joke. I mean, literally. We, we laugh about it, except when Eric Schmidt's around. But as soon as he leaves the room, we all go, Chrome! And I'll just burst out laughing. Our guys on the Safari team, they even have a special toilet paper made up with a Chrome logo on every sheet. That's how bad it is. Trying to make Chrome an OS out of Chrome is like saying you're going to turn a, a Pontiac Aztec into a stretch limousine. Like, I suppose it can be done, but why? Okay, so um, I think we have the newest SEO meme. Uh, all you'll have to do is walk into a room at a conference and yell Chrome just to wait to see what happens. <laughs> well, I think I mean I, I again I, I I've read the post. Very very funny post. At the same time, nobody uses Chrome because it's a browser that we all had to download, right? I mean, you know, I tested, Eve tested. I'm sure you know a lot of our listeners of all you know we've all played with it, but we don't use it. Um, at the same time, it's never been bundled in as an operating system, right? So I mean, I get his his point. He's speaking is. Steve, right? So, um, you know, I mean, then that's the exact angle that it's taking. But at the same time, you know, now with it being bundled into in, in with PCs, um, netbooks and, and the such, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, a legitimate contender. Anyways, I mean, but the, the entire tone here is very tongue-in-cheek. And it's a great post. I highly recommend you. You did as well, fakesteve.blogspot.com. Just a really, really humorous read. Um, of course, in your reading it, that's exactly why they have to put the disclaimer at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but, um, oh, but yeah, yeah right. it, it, it's yeah. a sorry, good read. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just quoting. Nothing you can do about that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's 
Yeah, good read. But anyways, sorry, you may want to go a different direction. Yeah, I think it's time to go a different direction. We're rounding things out here. we got about 10 minutes left in the show. And uh, I think it would be inappropriate to, um, to, to let the show go without mentioning the effort that we put in on Tuesday. Um, SEO Rockstars was preempted by a, uh, you know, a look at what really was an Internet phenomena. The, um, the, 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 the death of Michael Jackson. Um, um, do you remember, Dave, on, uh, on Tuesday? I, I don't know how much work you got done, and it may be, maybe because you were watching CNN, uh, the coverage, uh, full coverage on CNN, or maybe just because the web was acting like a friggin' snail. Um, the web crawled to a near halt at periods on Tuesday from the sheer load of traffic people watching Michael Jackson's memorial. Did, 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 you, did you watch it? No. I, I can remember the day the Gulf War started because I was glued to my TV. I can remember election results because I'm glued to my TV. But uh, I, I just, you know, for some reason, I, I you know, I, I don't, you know, certainly rejoice at anybody's passing. And, and you know, I mean, I, I'm sure it's a tragedy for his family, but... Um, to me, it was it was the passing of somebody whose name I happen to know I've never met, and uh, you know I, I also know other people who coincidentally are named Michael Jackson that I would be much more impacted because I actually know them and, and they're friends of mine. I, I would I would be more uh, concerned in, in their passing. Um, I'll, I'll you know the only thing that I think this this whole thing may have actually stopped is. Uh, you know, North Korea's supposed and, and rumored test launch simply because, it, you know, they'd have known that they weren't getting any press because of it. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, to me, and I know that there are many people who disagree, and I'm sorry that if I offend anybody, but, uh, you know, I think if we if we look around the globe right now, there's there's many more tragic stories going on, and there's many more impactful events happening on any given day, probably on any given hour, um, than the passing of Michael Jackson. Uh, certainly impacted culture, but you know. At the same time, one thing I did notice, and then I happen to have hit this, is is you know he was just practicing for his uh, for his, his sort of comeback tour. Um, you know, I mean, not not to to try and put good light on it, but um, you know, at least in this case, he, he certainly went out with a bang. Rather than you know, I've seen comeback tours go really really badly. <laughs> um, so you know, at least you know, like James Dean, we'll all, we'll all remember it uh, you know at at his best, but. Uh, you know, no, I, I didn't watch it, and I, I got to admit, I, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I, I care much more about what's going on in Iran, um, and 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 what the Koreans are doing right now with with test launches, and and you know what's going on over in Africa and stuff like that, than than I do about a celebrity passing. Well, that's only because they're close enough to hit you. I mean, here in Toronto, we really <laughs> in Korea because they're not going to hit us anyway. <laughs> I guess they can they can just jump to Hawaii and then from there jump further. You know. <laughs> uh, well, if Sarah, if yeah. Sarah Anyways, I, I assume you watched it by by the question. Well, yeah, I did watch. I wasn't watching it until um, until Darren uh, SE Guru messaged me saying, "Are you watching this?" It took me a second to to get what he meant. Are you watching this? And I thought, oh yeah, everything is running so slowly. What else can he mean? Um, so I went over to CNN and started watching it, and i got to tell you, it was a 
it was a touching ceremony, and it was a damn good show. Extremely well choreographed, um, right down to the minute, by the way. Like, you know, good, uh, good timing there. And uh, there was times when it was incredibly touching. Uh, jo- John Mayer doing uh, the guitar solo for Human Nature. Full backup, full backup singers, full backup band, and an empty spotlight with no lead singer. That was heart-wrenching. I mean, John John Mayer is just a, a brilliant guitarist, but um, wa- watching him play that, that that song again with the empty spotlight, it was it was like watching the the uh, funeral service for a for a for a uh, officer and the horse going by with the boots, but no rider in the saddle. Um, and also the Jackson's daughter's comment at the end: if anyone had a dry eye or didn't get a choke in their throat. Um, they're more cynical than I. Um, but for us at Webmaster Radio, the real event here was what happened to the web. Why so much attention was paid to this, and, and not the situation in Defour, not the situation in Tehran, not the situation in, in uh, Puyang or, or with, with North Korea. Um, this captivated and, in, in, uh, you know, in a, in a very real way, united people around the world. Um, and it was reflected on the web with a near stall out. Now, we could go on and on and on about Michael Jackson's funeral. There's been a lot of media time devoted to this, but we only have five minutes more of media time, and there's a much more pressing issue for SEOs out there that I think you can totally address, Dave. What the heck is going on with Google? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure all of our listeners are, are well aware um, uh, that, uh, that there's, there's some shake-ups going on at Google. Um, I admittedly, uh, I mean, I've been monitoring this for, for you know, going on a, a good couple weeks here now, sort of watching daily hitting refresh on, on times, you know, running ranking reports, you know, constantly watching results change two and three times in a day, um, oftentimes the same ones, things changing in insight links, you know, all this, just, just kind of chaos. Um, I've had two of my guys for the, for the past couple days here just really ransacking the web, finding out what others' opinions are, looking for examples, going through all the ranking reports, see who's ranking, watching, you know, in this iteration, who's here, in this iteration, who's next. Um, we're going to be coming out with a, with a summary document uh, later this evening um, on, on just what these findings are, presented more as a, as a news thing. But um, some of the interesting things we have found, so for those who are, um, say being hindered um, in in the current ranking situation right now, i.e., you may be losing ground. Um, some of our clients are. We've got clients who there's no way they should be on the first page. Some of them have just like launched up into the top five, sort of out of nowhere, and you know we're sort of having to call them. Go, yeah, enjoy it, but don't don't start relying on it. No, we can't get you ranking on the first page in two weeks for a competitive phrase. Um, what we have seen is a lot of cases, I mean, to, to give one example in the um, allergy industry for, for like, air purifiers, um, Lowe's was constantly ranking there. They've been ousted now. They've been ousted by um, a, a fairly legitimate site, Honeywell, um, which in, in some iterations of the algorithm, watch it not be the one that's, that's hitting right now. They'll be ranking. But more to the point, I mean, in, in that uh, specific case, it seems, okay, you know, this could be a, a legitimate shift, shift of, of one major brand for another. I'd expect it to be more a case of, you know, one might sort of bump out the other, but um, the other should be there. Um, you know, Lowe's brand is, is completely gone. But we're ending up with day-old Craigslist listings, topping the results. Um, so what this is, is telling us, and we found many more examples. I'm just giving a quick one because we've only got a couple minutes here. Um, but is that these iterations are, are just 
they can be nothing more than tests. My recommendation for people right now, and I mean, I've got rankings that are fluctuating. I'm having to take the same advice that I'm giving. Um, I actually wrote a document that will be going or an article that will be going up on Web Pro News later today on, on sort of what to do if your rankings are dropping in, in this current um, algorithm. Um, the, the, the big thing is you got to kind of wait. Um, if you need to do something, build yourself some good links because that's always a good idea. But a lot of the iterations of this current algorithmic shuffle are nothing more than, than, than passing. They can't be anything more than that because, for example, for a major uh, phrase in industries, a one-day-old Craigslist uh, Craig's listing specific to one region, and I won't give all the, all the details because that would you know, violate a, a client confidentiality issue, but um, related to a, a specific region, there is no way that they should outrank major brands that would sell nationwide. So um, oh, yeah. there, there's the just days, many, many examples of this where we've seen weak results, just overall bad results, beating out highly legitimate sites for things. So it can't be anything more than um, something that they're testing with, playing with. It's hitting some issues, and now they need to – there's some adjustments being made very, very clearly. I'm sure everybody's seen the rankings bouncing around. And, um, there's, there's, just, there's a lot more to come from that for, for the next probably at least week or two. Okay, well, I guess there's not much further to go with that. We only have a couple of seconds left. Um, so before we go, I want to point out the, the last news story that I thought was just really funny today, and it's a great headline from uh, Jordan McCollum over at, uh, at Marketing Pilgrim. I can't believe it's not butter. No, I can't believe it's not butter. I, I can't yeah. believe it's dot butter. Apparently, I can't. The... Uh, the 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 the, the, regis- the registrar, um, the organization that, ar- that arbitrates internet domain names, is going to let you register dot just about anything as your suffix. You can be dot Davies. I can be dot Hedger. My cat could be dot Hypertext if they let me get away with it. <laughs> I can I can definitely think that there's a few good ones that are going to be snapped up fast and used rampantly, but I mean, this is. It's, it's, a weird, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, I don't know why they're doing it, really, specifically. If you have any insight, that'd be great, other than as a cash grab. Um, that's it, dude. That's the insight I mean, it's all about. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, because that's, that's all I can really see. I don't really see it helping out the web in any capacity, and I'm going to hang on to my .com. Um, yeah, but no you know, I'm sure there's many sites like that you know a nice right? .sex domain or .xxx domain would be. You know, they'd love to have it, so I'm sure those ones will be snapped up pretty fast. Something like that, yeah. Dot, dot .xxx means we gotta go. Uh, it's top of the hour. We have a newscast coming up, and then we have affiliate marketing insider coming up right after the newscast. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. You've been listening to the chrome-plated July 9, 2009 edition of Webcology. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.